0: This is the Tea Health Show, your medical lifestyle
1: podcast, brought to you by the Tea Clinic. Good morning, I am Dr. Mark and this is the Tea Health Show and in studio today we have a stand-in producer, Aaron, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm good, thanks. You're joining us on a very interesting topic. This one is going to be quite um. um How can we say that's delicate? Uh, A a big one. So um, (laughs) I have with me uh, two of the um, T-Clinic colleagues, um, Dante Lodati. Dante, you are our um, electrostimulation expert. And then um, we have one of our patients, Matt Salt. Matt, good morning. Morning, Dr. Mark. Thanks for having me. Okay. So when I said we're talking about a big one, we're actually talking about Penis augmentation. So, um, my first question is this. Are you happy with the size of your penis? And be silent. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Is any man happy with the size of his penis?
1: You know what we were sitting with um, Elise Dante a couple of uh, episodes uh, ago, and she said, "Why would a guy want to augment his penis and you know what uh, come on, we all boys in this this room and um it makes us feel more manly. A bigger penis makes you feel more manly. And uh, you know what? When you're in a locker room with a, a group of guys, everyone checks each other out and see who's got the biggest dick. So um, women have been doing breast augmentations for such a long time. So um, men have had very little to contribute to length and girth and size and aesthetics. Um and over the past, I would say, five to ten years, this has been coming to the forefront uh, quite a lot. So, you know what, let's delve into this. Matt, you've had a procedure done with us. Why did you want to do it?
2: So, in all honesty, it was kind of more of um – Something I thought I'd never do, to be honest, but I thought it was just there. And I said, you know, I've got to try it. I'm not a, I'm not a shower. I'm a grower as most men are, you know, and then also the girth factor that most men talk about, you know, everyone, I usually we all speak, you know, in the closet rooms and we all talk at the bars and then we all talk about whatever it is. And to me, I thought, you know what, let me just give this thing a go and see what it's all about. For me, it was fantastic. I mean, the procedure was, was fairly simple, uh, fairly painless as well. But uh, to be honest, the aftermath, shall we call it, uh, was brilliant and for me. you know, Having an erection where your girth is far better than what it was before was rather, let's put it enlightening, was brilliant
1: for me. So, Aaron, what is the average size of a man's erect penis? The average <laughs> size, I'd say
3: just, just below six inches as average so five
1: five five six maybe
3: yeah i'd say between five and
1: six yeah five and six inches Yeah. okay so an inch is 2.6 centimeters correct. so yeah. let's do the math okay so if you guys say five six inches we're looking at about 16 17 centimeters am i correct? correct yeah okay the average size of an erect male penis throughout the world is 13 centimeters.
2: Okay, that's pretty, that's, yeah. That's like four inches. That's
1: tiny, yeah. For you, Matt, um, it might sound tiny, um. But that is the average, yeah. That's the average. Mm. Um, you know what? Different population groups, have different penis sizes. Mm. So, Aaron, um, it's traditionally accepted or commonly accepted that black men have larger penises. Why do you think that is?
3: I think that's just also a very stereotype set up based off of, um, I'm going to just say... (laughs)
1: <laughs> Dante, 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 don't know. shaking his head, yeah. no. shaking his head. Oh, yeah, sorry. <clears throat> um,
0: I, just from sort of personal experience of, of having seen um, black men are certainly better endowed. Oh, yes, definitely. Than white men, it's yeah. one of those things.
2: Without a doubt.
3: Well, are we speaking in terms of I'm not, talking, I'm not talking lodged. erect, I'm yeah. talking about flaccid. flaccid. Oh, flaccid. Oh, yeah. so, so in other words, it's basically saying that black men are more showers and than, than, growers. than growers.
2: We don't, don't know, know. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen a growing because black man's sex, so I wouldn't <laughs> <because> know. <laughs> if,
3: if we compare it in a sexual aspect, that means generally we'll be comparing it to uh, an erect one, right? So would that not be the kind of conversation to say, in an erect penis... What is the is is it not a stereotype to say that the black men have a bigger size penis and an erect one? Because then maybe we just all fall under a very similar bracket if it's erect. But if it's flaccid, that's when the black men shine a lot.
1: Okay, so <clears throat> let me ask another question. Yeah. Okay. Which are you happy with the size of your penis? I think for me, yeah, lengthwise, yes.
3: It's okay. Just, I would like a bit of meat. I think, but I think that's also a thing that it's like I'm programmed to think that larger is better.
1: So it's it's interesting. Um, mm. You know, but unfortunately, our our regular producers some Peewee. Is currently busy with the recording of another show as the show is, 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 pre-recorded. Um, I'm unfortunately away for a couple of weeks and, um, our residence expert, uh, Sister Elise is not, not with us today. So she's hard at work in the office. Um, but from my understanding, when speaking to women, um, they like a balanced penis. So not too short, not too long, not too thin, just right. It's like Goldilocks. So um, from an aesthetic point of view, I think this is where men feel they fall short. It's when we look at our penis size compared to the guys in the locker room. Um, you know, when we're on our own, yeah, um, if you haven't seen another man's penis or um, – you would think it's fine. One of the things that I think is creating, um, I almost want to call it a body dysmorphism is what we see in, um, Porn, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You, you know what? You don't see a guy in porn with a normal-sized penis. Mm. Uh, most of them are way bigger than the average. Um, again, average thirteen centimeters. So, so let's look at what it is that we can do. Traditionally, as we said, there was very little. Um, Dante, you are the oldest here. When when did you guys? Start experiencing or experimenting with enlarging penises
0: oh gosh, um, I think you become aware um, fairly early on about especially if you go to a gym um, and you do look around, then you do start becoming fairly self aware and that that was many years ago, so you kind of look around. Um, you eat up and then you find things like you find things like um go to sex shops and um you discover things like penis pumps and you think cool i 'm going to try that, and you do try a penis pump, and what it does is whilst you 're pumping if you 're doing it correctly if you don 't do it correctly, it feels like it 's being yanked off your body, but if you do it correctly um it makes it grow long and thick, and it looks extraordinary. Until you take it off. Until you take it off. Then you go straight back to, to normal size. So a penis bump has got, I think, other, um, not I think, I know, has got um, other features to it.
1: And benefits. Benefits. And we'll, and, uh, we'll go into those. I'm sure you will want to talk about Okay, so penis bumps have been around for a while. Okay, well, I think we all know about it. Um, Matt, have you ever tried one?
2: Absolutely, yeah, of course. I mean, I've got one, a fairly decent one, actually. Um, I think the biggest stigma to... Are you
1: talking g- about a fairly decent-sized one or a decent-quality one?
2: Decent-quality <laughs> and, uh, okay, and, and a decent it. size there's one.
1: A, there's, a, there's a family show. Um, oh, right. Aaron, have you ever used one? No, actually, I haven't. Have you ever thought of using one? Um, Do you know how they work? I don't know how they work, ah. and I think,
3: I've, I've always thought, huh, maybe one day I'll I'll go into a sex shop and buy one, but my thought process is always, I don't even know how this works, and if I have to go into Google and try to figure it out via Google, I'm probably going to get the version where it feels like you're yanking it all.
2: Yeah, you're definitely going to get it wrong, yeah. yeah.
1: So, okay, so... And then things started evolving. Did you guys, have you guys ever heard of penis, um, what do I call it? Penis uh, lengthening surgeries? Do you yes, remember we, yes, that? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Was for, that successful? Was it,
2: uh, Does it actually give you much extra length? Yeah.
1: So what the majority of guys don't know is that the length of the penis inside the body is much longer than the length of the penis that we see on the outside in the majority of men. Sure, that's interesting. So um, think about, uh, Aaron, you, no, you and Matt now are the youngest in this room. Um, when we were young, um, when we got an erection uh, and you were standing up, your penis was looking at you. Mm. Okay. And, um, when you get to Dante in my age, um, when you have an erection, usually your penis is, um, looking forward against the wall or sometimes even, uh, a little bit lower towards the end of the floor. Dante, don't and shake that, your head. I love the way you're talking on my behalf. <laughs> so, um, what, what, keeps the penis in that upward pointing um, uh, angle is this a, a ligament, this suspensory ligament. And what they did with penis lengthening procedures is they released that ligament. So the penis then um, almost drops a little bit out of the body um, and is longer um Without putting something into it. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that is from, um, let's, let's think of a, uh, the dials on a clock. Instead of being at a one or two o'clock position, it can drop down to a four or five o'clock position. Longer, Mm -hmm. but you know what? No longer pointing upwards or forwards. So that was, um, an elongation procedure that's the most by, what we by
0: did. how much was it elongated
1: you know what it depends on on patient to patient sometimes two three sometimes four centimeters sometimes a little bit longer it really depends on how much uh, support that suspensory ligament gave us so it's not something i think that we are using quite often today um is there any reason why you know, it's specifically for that, and mm. you can sometimes damage nerves, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, let's look at some of the causes of um, what we see as a shorter penis. Dante, um, a while ago, we, we had a couple of patients that approached us, and still on an ongoing page, uh, basis, micropenises. penises. Yes. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Um,
0: I'm not sure what the exact definition of a micropenis is. I don't know what what the dimensions need to be to be a micropenis.
1: I would say it's something shorter in an erect state than about six or seven centimeters.
0: Yeah. Um, There there have been people who who I've seen um, where the penis – in a non erect state anyway, um, resembles
1: an elongated clitoris. or long clitoris. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Remember yes. the anatomy of a penis and a clitoris is basically the same. Yeah. Um, and you know a lot of a lot of these times you can do an elongation procedure on these patients uh, where you release the ligament and it allows them to have a better sex life in the sense that penetration is better. Um Sometimes, and this happens a lot in our overweight men, is that there's a fat pad mm. that sits atop and around the pubic area, and that can hide the penis. You know what? I've, I've seen a couple of guys, and when they take their pants off, um, and they have this fat pad, that it looks, I, you know, a shame. Um, I'm, I'm glad that I don't have that fat pad. Mm. But, you know what, when you, when you push the fat pad back, um, you know what, lo and behold, it's, oh, okay, um, I wish I had one of those. So, there's a lot of conditions. What we do for those guys, for instance, is we think about liposuction in that area. Again, you know what, um, it doesn't come without its risk. If you take that fat away, there's also nerves in that area that you can damage Not necessarily that would create um, An erectile dysfunction But it can create a sensationary loss In the penis So um, We also have a device And I think um, Dante, I know you've done extensive research on this um, When we are looking for Suitable penis pumps for our patients Is elongation Devices, it's actually a stretching Device
2: Yeah, I've, um, actually, I've actually tried one, actually I've got one myself I've tried it out and it's fairly uncomfortable
1: I, no, I, don't, I don't
2: think it's meant To be a comfortable procedure Yeah,
1: it's really, and it's quite so so what extensive is, uh, Matt, uh, yeah. you, you find Them on all your um, Adult toy sites Or yeah. sexual aid mm. Sites online Etc, cetera, etc cetera. Um to me you know what it, it looks like one of those um african women with all no it's they're not african <laughs> i think they um uh from indonesia where they put all these golden rings around and their, their ne- necks Correct. um and you stretch it or you know what you clamp uh, um a device over the uh, of, yeah behind the um, head of your penis and then kind peg of peg on your foreskin and keep on pulling <laughs> so um Tell us about Dante, In your experience, have you seen any of those? Um, I've
0: well, I've seen two two different kinds. <clears throat> one is where it's attached; one one end is attached to the penis. In fact, uh, how does
1: it keep the penis? Attach, because if you stretch it, it, isn't it going to pull back? No,
0: what what it, it it's it's movable. It gets longer and, and shorter. Mm. So, the, so does your penis. Well, I think <laughs> that's actually the idea. You know, um, they they the, the person attaches the one end to the base of his penis, and the other end to the front. And then stretches it that way and elongates it that okay, way.
1: Okay. So how does it keep your penis in? Does it clamp around? Yeah. Your so it clamps head? behind the head. It it's around, actually,
2: yeah. it's got like a soft device, um, that clamps behind the head of the penis and you can actually strap it down as tight as you want. So you don't lose blood loss to the head of your, your tip of your penis and the other, and then you can kind of adjust the stanchions on the side in terms of how far you want to stretch this. And it keeps it in that stretch position for, you're supposed to keep it in for like an hour. But it's actually really uncomfortable. And it actually, for for myself, it, it's, it was more of a just oh, a gimmick. Let me try this thing. It doesn't really work. Whereas the penis pump um definitely has far more benefits. And I found that that definitely worked a lot but better. You,
0: had, you could also add weight.
2: You could, yeah. That's a big thing overseas. I see a lot of guys doing that. Yeah. They actually hang weights off the edge of the bed and strap it to the – behind the head of the penis and they actually elongate it that way. Yeah, yeah. I've seen all that, yeah.
0: Some guys do it behind
2: – for their testicles as well. Correct, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, Yeah, I know, yes. Um, your mind goes wild, huh? I'm just
3: trying to figure out like how when you're hanging take, weights
1: off – Try it. (laughs) You can also have someone hold it and walk
2: backwards. Yeah, just just experiments. I mean you're I mean there's nothing wrong with playing around experimenting. I mean my wife was quite taken aback by all of this in the beginning. She was like, Oh my gosh, what is my what is what is my man up to now? And And he's become a total pervert. Yeah, complete complete freak of nature, you know. Total? Um, yeah. you know, what became yeah, so, became. Uh,
1: we're gonna we're gonna leave that there because we'll come. We'll circle back to that all right, because cool. this is something I think that um, we should not be um, hiding, stigmatizing. Yeah, correct. So, um, all of these ways in which we've described or possible treatments for. Penis augmentation enlargement sounds quite barbaric almost, or you know, it's quite warped. <laughs> um, you know, it, it sounds painful. That's what I read on your face, Aaron. It's like, oh my God, uh, why would anyone do that to themselves? So, we have um, over the last couple of years started seeing new safe, comfortable treatments of of doing this. Um, there's another condition before we go into the new kinds of treatments that can create um, um, a shortening or disformation or de- deformation of a penis. Um, have you guys ever heard from Peyronie's disease? Do you know what Peyronie's disease no, is? No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen someone's penis curve, curve, to one side, up, down? Have you ever seen okay, that? Okay. Yes. Yeah. In an okay. erect state. You yes. In an erect Yes. State. So Peyronie's disease is a condition where we have connective tissue, um, scar tissue, basically, mm. that forms on one side. Of a penis, and this usually happens after some kind of trauma, Mm. and because it's it's now tight on the one side, it's like um, taking uh, a piece of wood and hammering it into uh, a piece of sponge that's curved to one side. Mm. Um, Remember, the penis is sponge tissue, but we'll come back to this just now. And then trying to straighten that sponge. It's not going to straighten because it's fixed in two points. That's pulling together. And this can create severe discomfort, deformation, and shortening of a penis. It also has um, a compromising effect on blood supply and blood flow, specifically to the spongy tissue. Um, Let's go to the worst one. Have you guys ever heard of a penile fracture? Yes. Yes, yes definitely. Um, okay. So there's a there's a funny reason why we call a penis a boner. Because we can fracture it. break it, yeah. Have you ever um, had one of those um, moments where your aim was just slightly off or someone moved and it's like, oh,
2: Yes. Uh,
1: yes. You know what? We okay. So that that can be quite severe, and we can have a penis fracture. And now, for anyone that ever had that, you can tell your friends that it's most probably one of the most horrific things that can happen to a man, because suddenly, um, you know what? You are driving around in agony, bleeding. Mm. Um, with a penis that is swelling tremendously and then starts bleeding. Mm. Um, and the only way that we can fix that is surgically. So often with this, we have to go and remove some of the sponge tissue and you lose a couple of centimeters just to give you a functioning penis again. So uh, the moral of the story is, Aim correctly or tie your partner down. (laughs) Or slow things down just a little. Well, (laughs) um, let's go into the newer kind of treatments. And um, here we're going to start talking about PRP and bioelectrical stimulation. So um, let's kick off with platelet-rich plasma therapy, PRP. Um, there's a phenomenally clever man, I think he's also very experimental, um, by the name of Dr. Charles Runnels. And um, a couple of years ago, um, I think we're going about 12, 13 years now, um, he started experimenting with the effects of platelet-rich plasma injections into penises for erectile dysfunction. Now, it's something that I use in my practice on a daily basis for lots of patients. And before we carry on, I want to explain what platelet-rich plasma is. So when we look at the blood, blood has four main components. And it's the red blood cells. And red blood cells are responsible for carrying oxygen. Remember that because we're going to talk about it a little bit later. White blood cells, which is mainly um, for our immune system. And then we have platelets. So most people think platelets are responsible just for clotting. And the fourth component is um, your water component, the plasma. When we look at platelets... Platelets have a wonderful way of the moment that they're outside of a blood vessel that they degranulate, basically they burst and they release wonderful substances called platelet-like growth factors. And these are Chemical messengers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and molecules that is responsible for repair of tissue. Think about it: when you cut yourself, you bleed, and that bleeding clots because of your platelet function. But now that tissue has to repair itself. So the, the moment that the platelet is outside of a vessel, it not only starts clotting, but it degranulates and now it releases those growth factors. And those growth factors are responsible for not only stimulating the surrounding tissue to start a healing process, but it calls in cells like fibroblasts and cytokines and giant cells and mast cells to come in and help with the cleanup process and then the rejuvenation process and the rebuilding. So when we harvest the properties of these platelets and we inject it into tissue, compromised tissue – or even healthy tissue, we get that stimulatory effect where we start forming new tissue, repairing and rejuvenating the damaged tissue that's there. And lo and behold, if we use it in a penis, it starts stimulating new blood vessels to grow, the blood vessels that are there to be better in their function, And as well as the sponge tissue. Now, this relates into a bigger penis that functions better, giving us longer, stronger, harder, and bigger erections. The wonderful thing about this is unlike just using your penis pump, over time, this becomes permanent. And we have a couple of patients that came to us over the past years where we used platelet-rich plasma as an augmenting agent. And the wonderful thing about this is that the guys not only increase in girth, but also in length. And you know what, that's one of the wonderful things that um, Platelet rich plasma. Can yeah, do
2: I, I've actually tried this. This was my first experiment that I tried with Doctor Mark. Uh, was this whole treatment? And to be Matt, honest, you sound
1: as a, you make me sound as if I usually like a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm,
2: the, I'm the one who gets used as a guinea pig. Yeah. So listen, yeah, yeah, I kind of consider myself as my own uh, worst enemy when it comes to things when I want to experiment. but I enjoy it. So I mean, it's completely painless as well. To be honest, I mean, you don't feel a single thing doing this therapy.
1: Don't take... The very first procedure, PRP procedure on a penis that I did, I did on you. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm used as a guinea pig. The very (laughs) second one that I did, I did on myself.
2: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Sure.
1: So, um, you know what? It takes a little bit of, uh, Aaron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, injecting yourself you know is what? quite I, something. I, yeah. I did stand with a syringe in my hand and stuck a needle into my penis. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> so, <laughs> because it is painless, yeah, but if done undone, correctly. Said, okay. I mean, okay. You,
0: you anesthetize the area. You don't. With just, a topical yeah, no,
1: cream. You don't just stick a,
0: a needle into your penis. You
3: know? <laughs> yeah. right. I'm also trying to figure out, like, What's the process? Like, how long does it take? Is it a it's, one time off or? Okay. It... So I'm glad
1: that you asked that question because when we do look at, um, regenerative medicine, the first thing that we need to understand is that this is a process by the body regenerating tissue on its own. So, um, it's an organic process. So uh, I like Jackson's. Do you guys know what Jackson's is? Nice. Jackson's is the whole food organic market here in in uh riverside in Johannesburg. And I love sitting there on a Sunday morning having um a double espresso with um uh, one of the best croissants um, that you can find in Joburg. And I see the guys that just come from the park run, which is just across the road, and they're sitting there with their organic almond milk, <laughs> skinny chai tea latte, okay, eating egg whites and mung beans. Um, very organic, um, all of them thin, trim, name it. Mm. Um, and so you can think about PRP, Regenerative medicine as the organic way where you actually just activate the body's own regenerative process. And this takes time. So are you going to get um, an amazing result with one treatment? No. Mm. Is it something that you need to do more than once? In our practice, we recommend five, six of them. uh, But most of our patients start seeing results after the second one. So let's focus on penis augmentation. Mm. Because this is a natural process, because it's a safe one where you use your own stuff, this is something that you can do on a continuous basis until you start walking around on three legs. Um it's 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 safe if the procedure is done correctly and in a sterile manner. Okay? Now what we need to understand is n- like uh chocolate and I'm a chocoholic. Um not all chocolate are the same. So you have beacons Nestle, and then you can get the Nestle more expensive one, and then you go from Nestle to Lint to Cadaver to whatever, okay? So PRP works exactly the same. You can have platelet-poor plasma, platelet-rich plasma, very platelet-rich plasma, fibrin-rich plasma, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, It also depends on certain conditions, how active these platelets are. If you have a platelet disorder, your platelets are not going to be as active. So the result might not be exactly similar to the guy that is incredibly healthy with great platelet functioning. Medication can play a role. Cholesterol medication, one of them. Um, Aspirin, one of them. Aspirin, decreases the effect of platelet-rich plasma. So there's a couple of things that you need to take into consideration. It's not a one off treatment. Um, if you want to go for augmentation, uh, we've had a patient in the office, he had six over about an eight, nine-month period of time, um, and his length increased by three centimeters and his girth by two and a half. So you know, but for him—that's him, quite substantial
2: growth, it's, actually. That's it a is, large, and large, that large... was in
1: a flaccid state. Yeah, um, in an erect state, it's it even be better. Mm. Okay, so there's another modality that we have, and in my practice, I like combining them. And Dante, um, this is this is where you come in with this one. Um, can I can I just double back a, a sec?
0: Um, you spoke earlier on about pyrone's disease, mm. and then you speak about. PRP treatment. Mm. Um, what was the connection? Can, can PRP
1: help the, the patient with pyronies? I was talking about Charles Runnels earlier where yeah. he started injecting penises for erectile dysfunction. And um, he called that procedure the priapism shot. Propriapism means erect penis. Um, and when he started seeing the effects that – these treatments were having on guys with a slight curvature. He started experimenting and doing these procedures on patients with more severe signs of Pyroni's disease. And, um, you know what? The, the results are very favorable. So for someone with a curved penis, yes platelet-rich plasma mm-hmm. treatments done in the correct way at the correct time has a very favorite um, uh, result for these patients. And I say at the correct time because it needs to be where the pyronis is now stable. Um, creating any other trauma um, in the tunica albicans can lead to more um, fibrosis forming, actually making it um, a little bit worse. So if you want to do this, you need to go to someone who actually knows what they're doing and how to do this procedure. Um, I, was, I was asked um, a while ago to present um, to urologists um, on Plated Witch Plasma Therapy for Erectile Dysfunction and Peyronie's Disease and it was astounding to me That at that point in time none of them knew about this And uh, none of them actually Thought of doing this. The question that I got From um, the majority of them is where's the evidence For this and you know what I said to them speak to the patients and they said yeah but we can't do this there's no evidence-based medicine um, and my argument to them was you are not going to have a big study on this if one of you guys don't conduct it for the simple reason PRP comes from the patient basically it's for free okay The biggest cost comes in the types of vials and the centrifuges, et cetera, et cetera, that we use. But no pharmaceutical company stands to benefit from this because they haven't developed any new drug. Um, So no one is going to invest in this. You have to do this. The worst that you can do is you can create a little bit of bruising. On a penis, um, so this is a safe procedure. Not a lot of people know about it, but please, when you want to go and do this, go to someone that's been professionally trained, that knows what they're doing, um, because you can get it wrong, um, and it's not that there will be a, uh, an adverse reaction; it's just that there won't be an infect. Okay, so let's go out onto the next. Treatment modality that we have. And that's bioelectrical stimulation. So, Dante, um, we have been doing bioelectrical stimulation in our rooms for the past four years. Yeah, five, four years. Um, and we've been approached by an international group that was conducting a study on uh, bioelectrical stimulation for erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Um, the science behind this is absolute and has been published in many. Um, medical journals and um, when we started treating our patients as part of the registry we started noticing that they report an increase in size and girth am I correct
0: yeah they all of them I don't think there's been one who hasn't reported an increase in girth they've all seen the difference
1: so Aaron Come um, and have a couple of electro treatments done um, and see whether your girth that you said I would like my girth bigger um see if it changes. Because yeah, I tell you it does. He probably won't
0: come when I tell him that what we do is we pass electric currents through your penis. <laughs> I mean so there we go. It's
1: not a it's not a pawn shop. We don't use um, the truck battery with jump leads. <laughs> okay. I, can, I can tell you that. It's bioelectrical yeah. current. I mean, if all that means is that my sex is going to be
3: electric, then why not? That's I mean why was It's interesting
0: we say that because um, originally the, the main function of, of, of that procedure is to treat men with, ere- with erectile dysfunction. But there are some men who come there to improve their performance. They don't have a problem with uh, erectile dysfunction. It just makes them perform for longer, stay harder longer, and it increases their girth. So that's another side
3: to it altogether. That's a great selling point. There we go.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you about a patient that we had. He's in his 60s now, and he, he consulted me initially for erectile dysfunction, libido, um, Fatigue, etc, cetera, etc cetera. And um, we started Him on testosterone Optimization and hormone balancing um, And Things started improving And this is a patient much like Matt that wants To do everything So we did His first um, ED shot So ED shot in my practice Is PRP injections um, And Um, At the same time, we also started him on the bioelectrical stimulation. The patient went full circle to say that he is back into his early 20s where he can get an erection when he wanted to, keep it for as long as he wants to, perform multiple times in one session, um, and he was thrilled. To such a degree that one day he was overthrilled and um, lost his aim and had a penal fracture. Mm. And it took us a year to stabilize the fracturing. He had he developed severe Pyrone's disease. Um and we referred him on to a specialist urologist that performed a procedure to straighten the penis again. And uh, two weeks ago, we gave him his first PRP treatment again to help and speed up the healing process. He, I saw him a week ago, and he said to me, Mark, after the procedure, um, when I get a full erection, It's very painful because of the constricture, um, and the contracting of the scar. Mm. So where they, where they needed to cut. And I focused my PRP treatment on that. And two weeks later, he said to me, boy, I'm back in business. I can get that full erection and keep on going. So the regenerative capacity of, of, PRP and bioelectrical stimulation combined is phenomenal. The whole reason that they started looking at, um, elect- bioelectrical stimulation for, um, erectile dysfunction was of because of the prohibitive costs of things like sildenafil, tadanafil, which is your, um, Cialis and Viagras, when you go outside of South Africa. Our, our medication here, I think a Viagra is about 40, 50 rand one now. And the generics might even be a little bit cheaper. Um, but in the States, you're looking at 40 to $50 each. Mm. So um, – and that's why, you know what, everyone goes to Mexico and get their boner pulls in in, in, in Mexico because in the States, it's expensive. Um, so, bioelectrical stimulation, which results in a long-term uh, treatment, um, is is much better. Dante, your experience that you've uh, that you have in our practice on bioelectrical stimulation, maybe just um, explain the, the procedure to us. Yeah,
0: before I do that, um, you said that the combination between uh, the E D shot and bioelectrical stimulation is Excellent. It's very good. But interestingly enough, I've had a couple of patients who have only had bioelectrical stimulation, and they have come back and they've said, it's extraordinary because – and what happens is after it, – it's it's um, you do it for um, eight sessions over a period of about four weeks, twice a week. And after the third session, most patients come back and say – I'm getting morning erections. I haven't had that in I don't know how long. And then as they pr- progress, um, it changes to I'm now able to get an erection, but can't maintain it yet to I can get an erection whenever I want to. I can maintain it and I can complete the act of lovemaking. Um, so, and that's without using the ED shot. So when you combine that with the ED shot, the two are really. Quite what does superb. it
1: do for size for these guys? Do they, do they report an increase in size or not at all? No, they do. They're,
0: a lot of them report an, an increase in girth. And, and that can, and increase in it.
1: girth happens it. quite quickly. Yeah. Um, here we're starting to see um, within the first two weeks that guys are noticing that their erections are bigger.
0: Uh, is that increase in girth because of the stimulation of the tissue in
1: the penis? Yes, absolutely. So, bioelectrical stimulation mimics the, uh, the um, bioelectrical currents inside the body. So, if we think about the body is, or works with electricity that's generated through certain chemical processes, so we have potassium and, and sodium, on different sides of cell membranes, and you know when they cross the cell membrane, they create uh, in an electrical impulse that 's how the brain works, etc etc so the person that that um, Formulated this treatment. Dr. Caboni is a, a phenomenal specialist on electrostimulation stimulation and bioelectrical stimulation. And they managed to see what current at what frequency and at what joules ne- is needed to target certain cells. So, um, if we look at the Eastern procedure, it, it's about 50 minutes where there's different sequences of electro bioelectrical current that's run through the penis. One of the one of the amazing effects that we've seen, and we'll talk about this in a different episode, was the effect that it has on um urine incontinence, especially in men that have paresis or paralysis, um and even after um prostate treatments, prostatectomies or uh, brachytherapy etc etc so I want to um, go on to the new kid on the block and this is instant augmentation and I think that's what we all want um, and here we're looking at girth enhancing girth and the aesthetic of the penis Um we use hyaluronic acid-based tissue fillers. So for the guys that don't know what hyaluronic acid-based tissue fillers are, ask your wife, your partner, whatever. It's the same filler as that we would put into someone's face. Ask any of the Kardashians because that was what was put into their lips. So um, it, hyaluronic acid is a naturally occurring amino acid. And um, what we do with that, it comes in strands, and we take that and we stabilize it with um, a cross-linking agent, and we put it in a gel. And now it's stable, and that's what gives volume and definition. Um, and we now use that in penises where it gives us an instant lasting probably about a year and a half to two years, depending on how vigorously you play with it. Um, enhancement of girth. And a lot of our patients then say, oh my God, my penis looks longer as well. It It's longer in a flaccid state because the penis has more weight, so it hangs a little bit lower. Um, and then um, in an erect state, um, as Matt said It has a lot of girth. Mm. So before I ask Matt, no, actually let's go there. Mm. Matt, Mm. um, you did the procedure with me again for vanity because there was nothing wrong with the size of your penis. You just wanted to show off. (laughs) So tell us about the procedure. How did you experience that? And then I'll, then I'll tell us about how we do it. Okay.
2: So the, the procedure was, um, fairly straightforward, actually. I mean, it's fairly similar to PRP, just with, uh, bigger needles, <laughs> essentially. But in the same sense where the
1: moment that you say that guys start cringing yeah. and cupping their, <clears throat> their genitals.
2: Look, when I, when I first saw the needles, I had the same idea and I was like, Oh, this is, this isn't going to hurt. And in actual fact, I mean, the process that takes place with the numbing of the penis and that you actually don't feel anything. You feel a bit of pressure and that's about it while the procedure takes place and i think the procedure was like what 40 minutes in total about half
1: an
2: hour uh, about half an hour in total and uh i actually sat there and watched i actually sat up and watched you the whole procedure you actually recorded it i um, recorded the whole we, thing we, we, we have a we recording have? of it yeah we do, we, we do is it a,
1: on is it on the website no no we do have a video
2: of it yeah um, what we're going
0: because to do it's a
1: little bit graphic yeah, yeah. We're going
0: to just choose selective bits Like from the beginning and from the end And put it together and yeah. eventually put it onto the website
1: Okay, so we'll do that Guys, if you really want to know what the procedure looks it. like yeah, Contact um, us at the T clinic um, We can send
2: you the snippets of how it all we goes can, down And
1: we can send you the video um, mm. Okay, Matt So mm. the first thing that I took away from that Is that it's painless Correct, okay. absolutely, yeah So what we do is we use local anesthetic, not in a cream form, mm. but local anesthetic to do a ring block around the penis. So I can now perform surgery on that, and you will not know it. Mm. Um, so it it really is painless. And then what we do is we use what we call a cannula. Mm. So a cannula is basically a small little tube uh, with uh, a round. Point. Mm. So, it it it's not a needle. And what we then do is we insert that cannula along the base and the shaft of the penis under the skin. So think about it: your skin around your penis is loose. Um, so we're not going into sponge tissue. We basically putting something under the skin, Mm. something that's soft and malleable and that we use in your wife's lips from time to time. So it looks very natural. It feels absolutely natural. Um, And we distribute this hyaluronic acid filler um, up to 10 mils in one treatment under the skin of the penis. And it creates an immediate effect. And um, the most of the guys that I do this procedure on is back in my office a month later saying, I want another one, yeah. please. Um, you know, it is. A bigger dick makes us feel more manly. Can I and,
0: ask, do you also inject into the head of the penis?
1: No, you do not inject into the corona. So into the head of a penis, not because that tissue there is the tip of a sponge tissue. So it's very, very vessel rich, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You do not want to put filler into a blood vessel. It's a gel, and the gel will occlude that vessel. Stopping blood flow. So when we talk about a penis enhancement, this is a very dangerous procedure in the hand of someone doesn't. that doesn't know what they're doing. Because if you occlude the sponge tissue or blood vessels, you can get necrosis. So in the hand of an expert injector, and you know what, there's, there's not a lot of us out there that do penis augmentations. This is a very safe procedure because of the plane that you're working in. It's a very comfortable procedure. Matt, afterwards, there was no pain. Nothing. I mean, I could go the loose straight afterwards, quite literally. Okay. So the only thing that you're not allowed to do is I say to my patients, please, you're not allowed to have intercourse for up to eight to ten days just for the mere risk of infection. Yeah. So, you can masturbate if you want to, but I usually advise my patients just to let the filler settle uh, for a while because it starts integrating with the tissue and Great, when we yeah. talk about integrating with the tissue, it becomes part of a tissue, so now the filler doesn 't move around too much it doesn 't form lumps, etc cetera, etc cetera. so matt. Mm. Um, an interesting question because like, um, PRP, like chocolate, there's different types of fillers and different qualities of fillers. Yeah. Um, you used your penis pump. Correct. And your extension device after this procedure. Not the
2: extension, but use the penis pump. Did yeah. your
1: filler move around? No. Okay. So with you, and last week I spoke about this product. Um, I used uh, a filler from Galderma. So mm-hmm. Galderma is the bleeding dermatological pharmaceutical company in the world and they have a range of fillers which I use in my practice for uh, facial augmentation lips blah 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 as well as penis augmentations Mm. Dante we did one for you again the Mm. first one that I did was on Dante Um, and um, (laughs) we used a different type of filler what did you experience with this um Tell us about your procedure. Did you experience the same as Matt? In other words, was it painless? It wasn't wasn't painful. No, not at all.
0: Um, And like Matt, I I stood up – not stood up. I sat up and I I looked at it. I didn't have a problem. And if I remember correctly, it was also filmed. Um, the, the, The results are almost immediate. In fact, they are immediate. You can definitely see that um, it's, it's bigger, it's thicker, um, although there was a little bit of lumpiness.
1: Immediately?
0: No, no, no. It, it, ah, that, that's so this is lettuce. what I
1: want to, to get at. Mm. Um, the quality of a filler determines the longevity of the procedure as well as the result. Um, with an inferior type of filler, um, in my experience, going for the cheap ones results in lumpiness. And it actually leads to um, a penis that looks a little bit worse for wear. I don't want to say deformed, but worse, worse for wear, especially erect. Now, suddenly, your penis has a muscle on one side and not on the other side. Um, and it looks odd, um, but it can do so in um, um, a flaccid state as well. So Aaron just showed me that we need to wrap up, okay, so penis augmentation women have been augmenting their boobs, their lips, their cheeks for such a long time yeah period there's such a stigma time. around this um guys yeah. uh, no longer have to um, stand in a locker room feeling oh God, you know what just Please hang a little bit lower or <laughs> thicker. Um, there are treatments that we can do for you. It doesn't necessarily have to involve um, surgery. They are safe. They are sustainable. They're long-lasting. And more than anything else, they give you a better aesthetic to the penis, resulting in a little bit more confidence um and a bigger bulge. So if you want to know more, contact us at the T Clinic. The website is www.thetclinic.com. Our um phone number in Johannesburg is zero one zero eight two four one three nine three. The T Clinic has rooms in Umschlange as well. Um just Behind Medigate. And um, again, if you want to know more or see a little bit more about this procedure, um, uh, contact us and we will forward some some befores and afters on to you.
0: Can I just add that there is also another number that they can phone at 064 212 8701?
1: Just say that again
0: 064 212
1: 8701. Okay. So. Um, I wish you all uh, a big, um, (laughs) happy, and firm week ahead. And uh, next week, we'll actually be doing a rebroadcast of one of our shows. Unfortunately, I'll be um, out of the country for a while. And then we are coming back in April with a couple of shows, um, we'll be doing breast cancer as it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We'll be talking about CBD and hair restoration. Um, have a great time and um, again, practice, practice, practice. Use your penis, otherwise it goes to waste.
0: That was The Tea Health Show, empowering you with knowledge. Download all previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform.
3: The Tea Health Show is brought to you by The Key Clinic.